Good evening and welcome to Sporletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Aguna, the late Nigerian moderate Republican, <laughs> Keith, the constitutional conservative, Stephen, the independent thinker, and my cousin Todd. Tonight, we've got a jam-packed show for you. Sixers, Philadelphia Sixers coach Doc Rivers fired after the team is eliminated from the playoffs. House Democrats moved to expel GOP-indicted New York freshman Congressman George Santos from Congress. Stephen will talk about NASCAR, and the border chief says it's too early to know if migrant surge peaked as Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas denies Biden's immigration policy is equal to Trump's. Gun shootings around the country continue and the Phoenix Suns fire coach Monty Williams after four seasons. North Carolina legislature reapproves abortion ban overriding the governor's veto as Republicans use their supermajority to uphold a 12-week ban overruling the Democratic governor's attempt to stop the bill and preserve wider abortion access. Moments before leaving for Asia, President Biden said he was confident America would not default on its debt. As former President Donald Trump said, let America default. The dorm report. What is it? And is it correct? House Democrats move forward with a petition to force debt limit vote as a way to uh, pressure Republicans to strike a deal. State elections just occurred yesterday. We'll talk about that and more. First up, NASCAR with Stephen. Uh, Stephen. What happened with NASCAR? I couldn't find anything good. Any good races or anything? Steven? Is Steven? he on mute? Steven, you on mute? Steven. Oh, gosh. Um, got to go to Aguna. All right. Thank, thank you for directing the show, Keith. I, I think I can handle it. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> Aguna. Uh, NBA playoffs, it looks as if Doc Rivers is gone. I'm kind of sad about that. And also, you know, they're cleaning house throughout the NBA. Uh, Monty Williams is gone. Let's let's talk about Monty Williams and then talk about Doc Rivers until Steven comes back with NASCAR. Yeah, I wasn't really focused on anybody else but, you know, the Sixers with uh... – so I, I'm I'm not familiar with the Monty Williams situation, but I can speak to Doc Rivers if we want to talk about that. Please do. Please do. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Please do. Oh, so yeah, so Doc Rivers, very disappointed about that. Um I think um he's a good regular season coach. And he can only do so much until you get to the playoffs. I mean, it's. We need you know, a, re a good regular season coach. 
What does that I mean? I mean, you saw, I mean, for the last five years, four or five years, the Sixers have gotten to gotten to the playoffs and they've gotten to the second round. Um, and we just get stuck. We're like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. You know, we're stuck in mediocrity, right? What? Um, but that, I mean, I like Doc Rivers is definitely um, a Hall of Fame coach, um, but he just can't get over the hump. I can't say that firing him is going to, you know, I don't know who they're going to get. You right. know, they bring That's in someone, I'm he's going to have to motivate Harden. I don't know if Harden's going to be back. It's just, this team is just, I mean, they weren't, they weren't feeling Doc. So, you know, unlike the NFL, in the NBA, you know, you get rid of the coaches to, to appease the players, and, you know, you got to go from there. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I'm just – I like Doc Rivers. I think he's a great coach, but he just wasn't the answer. I mean, and then Tatum just went off. Once, I, once they didn't win game six in Philly and they had to go back to Boston with game seven, I knew we were in trouble. I mean, I'm surprised we got two games in Boston, but when we couldn't close it out in game six, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is not, not going to look good. And, of course, Tana went off with 50, Aguna, 50 points. Aguna, how can it be mediocrity? How can it be a, a horrible team when y'all are always in the playoffs? Y'all have always gotten to the playoffs with him. That's a great thing. I'm, I'm a Washington fan. I can't say that. There's no reason to fire him. The reason they fired the only reason they fired him is because they're going to change the whole team now. They're going to bring a new coach in. They're going to well, get they're going to get rid of a bead. They're going to get rid of a bead. I hate to tell you this, but he's gone too because he's pissed because that's his coach and they, they're yeah. they're good friends. So he's going to be gone. So you're going to lose him now. You're going to lose your coach. You just lost a basic of a, a, a formation of a dynasty right now. Is what you had. Well, That's you can't really say a formation of a dynasty if you can't get past the second round. I mean, yeah, I get it. Year. It looks you good. Next year to get past the second round. You, you next year is always next year. You got to realize this is the you, second time gotten, in a row Boston has bounced them out of the playoffs. I, I mean, then Boston before that, it was good. the Hawks. Before that, it was the Raptors. Yeah, it, you know, good. Philly is a tough town to play in. Philly is a tough town. They want instant results. They don't want to sit around and just be okay with making the playoffs. Once you once you make the playoffs, great. I get it. The Wizards, you know, they they're Anybody you know, they're not even making the playoffs, right? So no complaints there, right? You just want to get to the playoffs. But once you get to the playoffs, remember we suffered through the process, the holidays, the Igadalas, you know, we were suffering through these these this mundane horrible seasons. And now we're right there on the edge. Yes. And we can't get there. So, so you, don't you know, it, it's, unfortunately, they're the product of their own success. Yeah, I get it. I'd much rather make the playoffs than not make the playoffs. But if you're in the playoffs, you got to make a run. You just can't be satisfied with just get to the second round year after year after year. Something's got to give. And so in Philly, they love to blow up things. They love the, the nuclear option versus, hey, let's try to tweak some things here and there. Because I would have doubled down on Doc. I mean, I'm in perfect yeah. agreement. I would have doubled down on Doc. Yeah. I would have tried to bring in an sh- outside shooter, yeah. not me, Matt Naxi or whatever, that can that can kind of push the ball a little bit and give Embiid some help. I mean, they they messed up. They messed up when they let Jimmy Butler go in the Sixers. I mean, if we they would have kept Jimmy Butler, they probably would at least had instead of you know capitulating to Ben Simmons and all that, going through that Ben Simmons drama they would have probably had a title or two by now. I mean, they're in a very similar situation as the Milwaukee Bucks, but unlike the Bucks, Sixers don't have a title. 
at least the, the Bucks had a got a title out of the situation. You know, getting that, rid of the coach was a knee jerk reaction. It didn't make any sense. Maybe they want to bring their own guy in or somebody else. Whatever it is, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. You had you had something that was working, something you were headed towards something. You kept building and building each year. You're better than you were the year before. So keep building until next year. Maybe you get another piece that you need, like you're saying. Maybe you get a little something else that you need. Who knows? But right now, that's that's all com- discombobulated. And for a while, you will not be given the gift of going to the playoffs. I don't believe. I don't well, believe. Well, especially if the there's no Embiid there. If Embiid is gone, if Embiid is gone, you're definitely right. We're not going to the playoffs without yeah. Embiid. I mean, we're you know, who else you got? You know, it's just like you get rid of the MVP. I doubt they'll get rid of the MVP. You know, the year after he that's, made the MVP. I, I just, the if they do the that, that's that just as ridiculous. They're never going to get more for him. They're never going to get more for him than they will right now. They've gotten some good years out of him. They'll never get more for him, and they'll get a ton for him. And I they'll don't have see a more complete team with a new coach and not have a hostile player like Abid because Abid loved his coach. He's very upset. So they got a reason now they can yeah, get Yeah, but he knows it's a business. He knows it's a business. Players. It wasn't like it wasn't like Embiid. Like I mean, it wasn't like he didn't see this coming. I mean, the, the crazy thing about it is, had Doc got no. to the had the, had Doc got to the finals, they probably wouldn't have fired him. Even if you have lost the Eastern well, Conference Finals, they probably wouldn't have fired him. Not making the playoffs, Aguna. You fire him if they don't make the playoffs. You don't fire him because they made the playoffs. Hey, look, I agree. I don't. I didn't think they should fire him. The bad part about it is, had he won that game seven, he probably right. would have still been the coach, regardless of what you that next series was. Win. 100%. Right. So if that's the no. case, you double down on them. You don't let one game determine that, right. you know, you You're get right. rid of this guy. So I, we're in agreement there. But yeah, like I said, this is Philadelphia. And Philadelphia yeah. then is what right. have you done for me lately? And if you don't get to where you want to be, you blow up everything and you start over yeah. and you complain. Yeah. You what start ha- from the beginning and you, you complain from, about yep. that. Okay, what, so what let me, me I have a comment. I have a comment. Now, I think that, and I'm not Todd, so don't even start looking at me like that when I say I think that and take a pause. I'm not Todd. First off, I know people don't want to hear this, but Embiid needs to go. He's a great MVP. He's a great basketball player, but I don't think Philly is the place for him, and I don't think they have enough money. Only in Philadelphia will you get rid of your best player. I mean, are we really talking about getting rid of our best player? I I mean, where where, where do they do that at? Keith, did I interrupt you? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, um, I think they should not have gotten rid of Doc Rivers. They didn't give him... Excuse me. Enough time to put his team together. He needed more time. Three years was not a lot of time with what he had. Excuse me, let me get something to drink. I guess somebody must have said when I coughed and choked, I must have coughed and choked because I said Embiid should leave. But um, I think Embiid would probably do better someplace else. And he's an excellent player. I'm not saying it has nothing to do with him as a player. It has nothing to do with him as a person. For me, it has to do with his fit in Philadelphia and how he fits with the team. Um, I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad and, and congratulations that he won MVP. He deserves it. He has played tirelessly for this team and we are grateful and he has been paid well for it. He has been paid well for it. However, 
I think maybe it may be time for him to go, and they should have kept Doc, Doc Rivers. Um, maybe Tyrese Maxey needs to go. And then also, um, uh, oh, man, I'm forgetting his name. I'm looking right at him. He just got married not too long ago. He needs to go. There's a few people. Shake Milton. Um, they put us, when they fired Doc, they put us in a rebuilding mode that I don't think we needed to be in at this time. I think if they had a kept Doc Rivers, would have, uh, you know, gotten a, rid of a few players and got some new players, then we would have been ready and poised to go to a season that would take us past the second round. Now, Doc Rivers, you know, is a coach who is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. He's been coaching for 24 years. He's had good and bad with his success record. Um he is a good coach. So to let him go and not know what kind of coach you're going to get, first off, what kind of coach you're going to get in Philly for what money, who's going to be able to do what Doc Rivers did. So I'm going to stop there and, and welcome your comments. Yeah, but I mean, you're saying get rid of Doc Rivers, but then you're also saying get rid of, you're saying keep Doc Rivers and get rid of Embiid. I don't think if you keep Doc Rivers, you're going to get past the second round without Embiid. I mean, that's just, I don't think that's, that's just not, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I just don't think that's possible. That's just my opinion, but hey, he's only the MVP, so. Yeah, one of the other needs to stay there, but it, but if not, both of them are going to have to go. So that's what's generally I think is going to happen. They're both going to go, and it's going to be a brand new team. And maybe you'll just catch lightning in a bottle. Who knows? You might get a bunch of great players. I don't know because he. Will I mean, command, I, if this was the NFL, I would agree with you, Stephen. But that doesn't happen in the NFL in the NBA where you have these mega teams, you know, that are just built for like longevity. Yeah. I mean, look, no, look at the Lakers, right? For, for y'all could win one championship. You can do like LeBron did when he went somewhere. You can put a team together, and y'all can have something going for one year and win a championship. Yeah, but I mean, but but that's the thing. You gotta have a you gotta have an MVP though. You can't do it you know, like LeBron did exactly. So you don't yeah, get but, rid of your yeah, LeBron esque player. But but like Herschel Walker, you could take an MVP and get a lot for him, and you can win one year. Yeah, but that, yeah, that. but that Herschel Walker, Herschel, <laughs> that first <laughs> thing that was an exception, not the norm, and right. they gave up the house. Minnesota <laughs> Vikings gave up everything. They gave up their firstborn and everything. Yep. Just and the, then secondborn. Yeah, that and that and you see why that's never happened again. Right. So. But Embiid, he's people want him. He is he is a beast. He's a great player, man. He's a great yeah, player. That's why so I don't want to give him screen. up. Well, I understand that 100%. Can you see it? The NBA playoffs brackets, you see that was uh, we got to Miami versus New York and now Miami versus Boston. Who do you all have winning that that series and in how many games? We'll start with uh, Steven. Okay, which one did you say, Stacey? Uh, Miami. See the bracket? Miami versus Boston. Who's winning this um, series and how oh, many yeah. games? Boston, Steven, will it, Boston will eventually win this this series here. This and how many yeah. games? Um, I'm gonna mm. say I'm gonna get, I'm a mm, six. Aguna. I, 
I, I don't know. I, I think I know Miami's been the under underdog for a while. Um, but Tatum is tough, man. Yeah, I, I think I may have to agree with Stephen Boston in six. But I don't see I don't see Miami winning in Boston. I just don't see that. I see them actually. I may see say Boston in five actually because I see them sneaking one in Miami and then winning all everything in Boston. Okay, Stephen, uh, you see this uh, the L.A. Lakers versus Denver Nuggets. Denver's Wait, up you did one not, already. You did not go to Keith or me. There's a reason nah. for that. Uh, Keith, yeah, right. who do you think is going to win, Miami or Boston? He didn't even know which teams. <laughs> you don't even know what cities they're in. I don't care. Okay, you don't care. All right. I think um, the Miami Dolphins will win the Senate. Okay. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Welcome. Man, you, you surprise us every week, Todd. You get better and better. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, who was this, Stephen? Uh, with the Denver Lakers versus, I mean, the Denver versus LA Lakers. Denver's up one game. The next game is uh, tomorrow, eight thirty p.m. Who do you have winning this series, and how many games, Stephen? Um, I have Denver, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I want to say five games, but I really want to say four games because I really love what? the Nuggets. I think they have everything they can. Contain. You think they're going to sweep the Lakers? No, I don't think. I think it's going to be five, but I think it's going to. But it would be fun if it would be four. It would be fun. I, I think the Lakers are just a little bit old, and the Nuggets are just that much more talented, and they have a much deeper bench. And I think they are the much better team at this point. And I think that they could just really roll over the Lakers. So Aguna, I, you're stuck. Aguna, five, you're stuck. It could go six, but you're not moving. We we don't see you talking. You're stuck. I don't know what. Uh, really? You can't. Yeah. I can see you guys. You're you don't. Stuck. See I'm us? stuck. Yeah. Am I stuck? No. Now you're not. Okay. So, so I say know? the Lakers. I say the Lakers in seven because I think wow. it's going to be a Celtic Lakers final, and the Lakers are going to beat the Celtics. Aguna's got I mean, the. Speaking, a delay. I got a delay. Aguna, okay. you're gonna have to spend some of that money on some better equipment. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the road, man. I'm on the road. That's probably hey, that's why I'm is. not on my regular Wi-Fi. So is. I'll try to you're adjust it. All right. So um, thank you. Anything else with the playoffs, NBA playoffs, before we move on to NASCAR? All right, Stephen, NASCAR. What happened this week? We had Darlington, and it was a wonderful race. And you really have to be an old-school fan like me. I've been a fan for probably older than I've – more than I've been – 50 years, I'd say. At least 50 years I've been a NASCAR fan. Everything's been NASCAR. Oh, and my gosh. So How old are have. you? Huh? I'm, I'm 120. Steve mm, mm, is mm, the old mountain. Mm, mm, mm. So the, this was a throwback – this was a throwback week. So a lot of cars went to back throwback cars from the from the 50s, 60s, so 70s. It wasn't an original race. It wasn't a normal race. Yes, it was a normal race, but they do every year they have a, a throwback. So they, they'll do the cars with a different paint scheme that that is like um uh you know Bill Elliott, his 
Chase Elliott is his son. He'll do Bill Elliott's scheme with his number. You know, they do these old paint schemes. And then all these, all these old drivers from the past came back. Now, I don't remember this happening before. It was Richard Petty, Bill Elliott, Terry Labonte, all the drivers that were still alive that was coming on and hanging out. It was just really, really cool for people who are old sports fans. We see somebody who hasn't driven in 40 years, 30 years, 20 years, we're a fan of. And there, it was it was a great race. Uh, and William By- Byron won it. I had no idea he was going to win. I, I had him in a lucky a lucky pick that had nothing to do with me. But uh, I, I told you all last week, don't take Ross Chastain because he's going to be retaliated upon. Now, he really wasn't, I don't think, but he, he did get in a wreck late in the race. But uh, he's still number one in the points, and he's number one uh, racer for me. Uh, it was, if you want to go back I and have see a this, this, is what, this is what racing is all about. This Darlington race is crazy, and it's so much fun. This coming up week, we're going to have all-star race, and it's like, it is fun because at least they're going a couple hundred miles an hour or near that. And they're really racing. They want to win a million dollars. So it is a really good race, but it's, it's not as uh, enticing as races that, that mean something for the rest of the year. But I will be watching this all-star and I don't generally watch much of the all-star. I might watch basketball or something, but this is really good. So if you like NASCAR at all, it's it's going to be a good weekend this weekend, and then the week after that is Charlotte, which is okay. I I had a question. Are you high? I said no. I had a question, and you what? ignored it. I didn't hear you. Now I I had I had my phone turned down a little bit, not to disturb the neighbors. Oh, okay, all right. I'm sorry. That's okay. I forgotten my question, but now I want to ask a different question. Who is older, you or Keith? The gentleman doesn't discuss his bank account or his age. Oh. Not in real life. You're welcome, Todd. I've helped you. You're on mute. You're on mute, Keith. You're on mute, Keith, and I didn't mute you. I can't control it, Keith. I'm I'm 66 years old, man. (laughs) And you, Stephen, how old are you? Oh, Stephen's gone. <laughs> yeah, so you chased them off. You chased them off. All right. Uh, anything else with sports? Uh, any baseball? Anything else with Not sports? Not until after the All Star game. Hopefully, the Phillies are oh, getting themselves together. I have a question for. There's Stephen, you guys. Okay, goody. He knows when he's back. I have a question for um, Aguna. What kind of jacket is that? A throwback? Is yeah, it's throwback. Is that, Boss or is, that, is that Elvis? Is that an Elvis Presley jacket? Yeah, yeah I wish. I got all the sequins and the sparkles and everything. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get some fashion sense from you, um, Ty. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's one of his down low jackets. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, right. Look. Hey, Ty, oh, what you think? What you okay, think? I like it. Hey, you know, I'm getting it. There you go, Ty. I like hey, it. Do that again. I missed that. Do that again. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah that's like right. Uh huh. Good for you. I like it. Yeah. There you go. Question for All right, Keith. We got to we got to step it up next week, Keith. We look like we on uh Pulp Fiction. Yeah, hey, we got to get and together. The guy and he died uh, in the back of our car. We look uh, like we're from Pulp Fiction, Keith. House on the prairie. Salam alaikum, Tom. So, Todd. Salam alaikum. Either. Okay. 
either Pulp Fiction or Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> um, we don't, Keith. We are not. This show does not uh, endorse uh, taking lightly any religion. No, ma'am. Take it lightly. I, I didn't we don't want to take lightly or joke or make fun of anyone's nope. religion. That's no, not what we do. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said don't be a bigot, Keith. Don't be a bigot. I was, what does that mean? I was greeting him in the name of Allah. That's what they do. Okay. Who's they? The Muslim. Right, He's but you don't know whether you don't know what religion Todd is. Well, he looks like he he looks. See He's that? just being funny. Todd, like Todd, is, Todd is a fashion plate. Todd's a fashion plate. He doesn't. I don't think he falls to any religion. He falls to fashion. Oh, okay. All right, Todd. If I'm wrong, is it what is is it the headwear and the woolly beard? Yeah. So you assume based on that that Todd was a Muslim. And the yeah. glasses. And the glasses, Aguna. The glasses. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Man, you guys like to judge people, huh? You got, no. you got label, labeling and judging. Really, it's really not the glasses. That was a joke. Oh. Yeah, we, we don't do that here, and we don't want to focus, um, Keith or Steven or Aguna or Todd. Um, we're not me. focusing. We're just having fun. We don't want to have fun. <laughs> Todd, judge me based on my attire. We don't want to have fun at other people's expense. No, we're not. We're having fun because Keith is being funny. So well, let's move on. trying to be. Right. Let's move on. You see this article by CNN.com. Um, what were you saying, Keith? I just said I wanted to announce to everyone I am a Christian. Okay, there. So I'm not afraid to say it. All right, go ahead. Okay. Border Chief, if you look at this, this is written by... Um, Jasmine Wright and Veronica Stratkorlorsi, uh, updated 6.41 p.m. Sunday. Border Chief Homeland Security Secretary Terry Alejandro Mayorkas said Sunday that it is too early to know whether the surge in migrants at the U.S. southern border has peaked since the expiration of Title 42 last week. He told CNN's Dana Bosch, that the numbers we have experienced over the past few days are markedly down over what they were prior to the end of Title 42. Now, remember, Title 42 is the Trump-era pandemic public health policy that allowed authorities to swiftly turn back migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border, and it expired last Thursday. Let's start with Aguna. Aguna, it, the expiration of Title 42 and what the Homeland Security Secretary said, what do you think caused the downturn in the amount of people emigrating to the United States? Well, I mean, I think part of it is because they're just not getting in like people are saying they are. But remember, I think we need to compartmentalize this conversation. Um, there's illegal immigration and there's migration. Right. So migrants come to the border and they try to get processed, meaning they give themselves up and they're such a backlog that a lot of times they get released. Previously, they get released in the United States. Sometimes they get turned around and you can't identify them. But because of the system, you have such a backlog that the system itself is broken. That's not illegal immigration. That's not someone sneaking under the fence and then running off into the United States somewhere. A lot of people give, most of the people try to give themselves up so they can actually get released to family members in the United States, hopefully, and then get a job and wait for their court date. 
Now, no one's talking about any of the process. They just want to talk about all oh, this the surge of people trying to get in here. They're invading us. They're doing all this stuff. No one's talking about any solutions around guest worker programs or anything that could actually relieve what's going on at the border. And then, of course, there's the the cr criminal element of it, which everyone wants to jump on and say, hey, you know what, they're smuggling, they're doing all this other stuff. That's because the system is broken. There's no rational way to process all these people because you don't have enough staff, you don't have enough funding, you have all these other things going on. But it doesn't make good media. So we want to get on here. We want to yell. We want to scream. We want to scapegoat. We want to make up all kind of preposterous, crazy stories about the border. And then last but not least, we definitely, at the end of the day, must unequivocally blame Joe Biden. So I'm going to count the number of times in this show, and our, I want our audience to listen to this, how many times Joe Biden or the Democrats are going to get blamed for something and there are going to be no solutions or no no positive things to address. Because at the end of the day, why are these people coming here? They're coming here to work. They're coming here for a better, better life. They may not even want to be citizens. So there are things that we can do in the interim to get their money, for them to contribute to the economy, and for us to move on from it. But we're not talking about that because the narrative and the politics of it is blame somebody else for it. So, Keith, how can you blame someone else? Like Aguna said, are we blaming someone else? Are you blaming someone else for it? No, I think the uh, the men, well, if you look at who's at the border, first of all, there are hundreds upon hundreds of men in line, if you see them. I know Stephen has seen it. I don't think the other guys will admit it. But there are no. mostly men in their 20s or that 30s, uh, young men at the border waiting to get in. Uh, if many of them are claiming asylum, I'm wondering why, if, you, if its conditions are so bad in your country, why would you leave your family as a man? Why would I leave my daughter, I mean, my, my family, wife and kids in a, uh, in a bad situation to come to what, uh, a country that doesn't guarantee at this time in this culture, we are not guaranteeing that uh, they would have a better life, not necessarily. That's not the way America works today. Desperation. Uh, what happens They're desperate. Is and they no, get they're no, they're not. They're just here because they're they oh, just want to be here. There's no desperation in there. <laughs> let him finish. Let him finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. They come here. They come here under the auspices that they are asylum, trying to get asylum, and they separate themselves from their families. A woman was talking about it the other day. How she left her family to come here. So don't blame Trump to se for separating families. You're separating yourself by leaving your family in poor conditions to come to this country. Okay, thank you. That guarantee it. So that's thank all you. I'm saying. So Stephen, completely didn't answer the question. Without, okay, that's okay. He answered it the way he chose to answer, and that's okay. Even without yes, immigration, African Americans wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have Apple. We wouldn't have a lot of the technologies and the great things that make America the best country in the world. 100% is the backbone of yes. this country. Emigration is what made America, America. So why change up now? And why discourage people from coming to this country? 
Because what we're having now is an invasion. It's not immigration. We're all about immigration, Stacey. You're exactly right. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for immigration. And you immigrate into this country. What we have now is an invasion. An invasion that's not going to stop. It's getting worse every day. And our government says it's on a downturn. It's not getting so bad. It's not so many people pouring in here. That's what our government tells us. They also told us to get the shots. They also told us a bunch of lies. They also told to, to any, any lie that they, for the FBI, the CIA, it's all been lies. Your federal government lies to you. Your Democrat Party lies to you. That's what we have. But what do when? these people get? What do these people get for coming? They get free housing. They get thousand dollar hotel rooms. They get a free cell phone. They get free health care. They get free everything. They get free living. We don't get that, Todd. Todd, you could get kicked out of your place because somebody from the south of the border needs somewhere to stay. And this is happening all over our country right now. What is wrong with you as an American? Do you have citizenship in another country like Aguna does in Nigeria? Because you might, I don't think you have the safety that he has. We need, to, in this country, we need to have a sovereign country, and we don't have it right now. We have not a sovereign country. If we let them invade our border, they're coming from 70 countries. Keith, it's not hundreds a day. It's thousands a day. And all of these people from other countries are military-aged men. They're Thank Chinese you. men. We are getting invaded. What is wrong with you people? You can't wake Todd, up. Todd, is this an invasion, as Stephen says, or is it emigration? Right on, Steve. They're coming, for, they're coming for you, Todd. They're coming for you. You know, you know, they're coming for you. They're taking your house. The immigrants going to live in your desk. They're going to take your desk. Yeah. Um, well, you say it's an invasion, but when you people came here, maybe the people that were living here thought you were an invader. Okay. And so when you say, uh, when we came in with immigration, now it's an invasion. No, no, that's okay. Say, same thing. I agree. Say I agree with you, Todd. I agree with you. You so, don't want to be an Indian right now. We're right now. We're Indian. So right now, we're the Indians. So you, know, you admit that you. So you're admitting that you invaded this no, country. I'm that what you're saying? What, I'm saying if that's what it's he wants okay to do, I'm going but, gotcha. but you do, we got you, Steven. You want to be it's wiped okay out. if you invade. Cousin got Todd it. and Aguna and Stacey and Keith. We got it, Stephen. You said it's out. okay if they you invade. You said it. You just admitted it. Wipe you out. They're not. You're feeling left behind, Stephen. I, we get it. You're scared. Excuse All right. Me, you want to. You, you want to stay in your There billions of people in the world, and a billion. We know we got billions of people want to come here. Stephen, we got it. You're scared. You're scared to be okay. left behind, Stephen. We get it. Todd, please left finish. Left behind for what? All right. So, if in <laughs> you fact, figure that out. <laughs> you people invaded America, then why don't you, you go back to where you come from? Stephen was because born. Because we consider it an invasion oh. to have you. You didn't. Here. You didn't come from here. You Just go back like, to where you came get from. Out, get out, Stephen. Get out. Everybody, get, get out. out. Everybody America, get, get out, out of the country here. and let everybody else come here. Everybody, get out of the here. country. And let other people come here. Okay. We don't. None of us belong here. It doesn't make sense. But all right, we're getting nowhere. I want to move on. Stephen, he thinks because no, let's for the record, Stacy, for the record, Stephen, it's okay with if his ancestors invaded and made this country or whatever he figures it out that he did. But if some other people try to migrate here, he labels it an invasion and he's pushing against it. Again, no solutions, 
No talking about how they can contribute to the economy. It's all about I don't want those people who don't look like me, who I don't, who I'm scared there of, who may replace me to come like here. Me. There are people that look like me. There's 70 countries. Out of 70 countries, Aguna, do you think there's anybody that uh, looks like me? It's not I'm an saying yes. You're saying it's an invasion. You're just labeling it, it that because you're scared. You're calling it because you're, 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 you're scared. Hey, it's this American right here, I'm not it's scared, you okay? You can be scared if you want you're to. Too I'm not scared to, to understand the truth. You don't want to know the truth. Why are they coming here? Answer, why are they coming here, Stephen? Why are they coming here? Why are they coming here? To take over our country. <laughs> oh, okay. See, there it is. They're not coming here to work. They just want to take over our country. A lot of people coming to work. There's a lot Steven, of people. Steven. Hey, so if you're scared, get a dog, Stephen. If you're scared, get a dog. If you're scared, get a dog to protect you. All right? It, don't be, don't be hiding in your basement in fear. If you're scared, get a dog. Who's scared? You, you, you're saying they're going to take over our country. No, Who's I'm saying? saying we could have 5 billion people come in our country. Would you be the same person? Are we really going to have today? 5 billion people coming in our country? Are we really going to do that, Stephen? Are we really doing that? What do you mean? No. Are there really 5 there billion people coming into our country? Come but we're not doing this conversation. That's what we're really year, not doing. Year, I, I call BS, Stacey. We got to call out this BS, okay? If you don't have a solution, shut up. That's basically what I'm saying. Solution. If you don't have a solution, shut it up. We're going to move on. But before <laughs> we move on, we're fine. A lot of rain power in that one. Yuma shooting ends. With two dead, five injured, and the suspects arrested. This was written by Stephanie Bennett, Fox 10 staff, and Associated Press on May 14th at 8.11 a.m., updated today at 6.24 a.m. Yuma, Arizona. A shooting in Yuma left two people dead and five others hurt on Saturday night, and two suspects have been arrested. All the victims involved were between the ages of 15 and 20. Officers responded to a shooting call in the 3800 block just before 11 p.m. on May 13th and found seven victims with gunshot wounds. Seven victims with gunshot wounds. Two men died from their injuries, 19-year-old Danny Garcia and 20-year-old Ande Black Thunder. Our thoughts and prayers are with their families. It was a party at a private residence. The parties knew each other and over 30 rounds were fired. The homeowners were not present, but they fully cooperated with police. We're getting to the point, Keith, where you just let anyone buy a gun and they go out and they shoot it anytime, anywhere. Why can that not be the way America remains. And you are reporting weekly on these same shootings. Not on Chicago shootings. Yes. So your question, look, the people, uh, we are avoiding the uh, main problem, which is behavior that causes the shooting. It is the behavior of these people. These are, these are, look, the people are acting uh, the lawlessness, the amount of lawlessness in the land is uh, really bad. And that, I believe, is, is a subject matter that for another, I guess, for another show. But 
That's what we need to be talking about. Well, you know, I, I, I want to talk about, Keith, and I'll give you a quick second to think about this. I, I'll, I'll go to Todd. Um, what is the solution? Everyone can sit around and talk about how horrible this is. We can talk said. about how sad it is, how our thoughts and prayers are with the families, but this I has just, to stop. And I what's the solution? Said, I just said the solution. Okay, let me say it directly. I'll say it again, slowly. The solution is, 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 the, is to train people, training, education. If, I, if you don't like the word training, how about education? We just talked about immigration, where people come to this country and they don't even, uh, they're not educated, they don't speak the language, they don't know the culture, so now they are allowed to basically not assimilate. So there is no talk of assimilation. That is the solution. Aguna always accuses us of not presenting a solution. But then when I present the solution, he disagrees with it. So all I'm saying is I don't, that I don't disagree with it. I just want it to be realistic. I mean, because what that looks like and that, what that sounds like, and it's an expansion of government. So you're saying let's train these people. I'm going to say how. Okay, you're going to create some concentration camps and, and start blasting all this Radio America stuff. What, I mean, what does that look like? Please let me finish. Okay. Solution is education. You're okay. an uh, Aguna. You are an educated man. You speak perfect English. Okay. Uh, um, to be from the jungle, I, I pride myself in that. Thank Todd, you. Okay. Todd is an educated man. Even though we all disagree on our with our ideas, that is the is solution is education. All right, Stephen. Okay. So who's going to pay for that? Well, we we're paying for it anyway. We might as well pay for it. If we're going to have them here, let's pay for it. Okay, I I we just have on. a debt ceiling debate. That they don't want to expand. We got to move on to debt ceiling, Cousin Todd. Okay. I worked in the education system. <laughs> so you complain about funding now. So imagine when you start trying to educate people on whatever indoctrination you're talking about. Are we on the debt ceiling now, or are we still talking about immigration? We're still talking about the shooting. Because talking about the shooting. I need extra time. I, oh, and okay. I haven't spoken yet about it. Okay. Um, these shootings, like you said, have got to stop. And um, it starts with responsibility. Politicians <clears throat> cannot continue this. Uh, everybody can get a gun. Everybody. Mentally uh, uh, ill. Uh, you just came out of prison. Uh, you you uh, were accused of beating your wife. Everybody gets a gun. No. You can't have a country like that. And like I said before, it's not just a gun. Okay, if they wanted to get a handgun after a background check. But to get these weapons of war just willy-nilly, it, it is just ridiculous. And for people like Stephen and Keith to continue this Second Amendment nonsense when we're not talking about muskets anymore. And what is the difference between a rocket launcher and an AR-15? A lot. A lot. We can show you. We'll give you a demonstration. That's a lot of difference. Do that. All right. But as an American, I should be able to have both. I should be able to have both. It's my God-given right to have both. You Steven, got your comment. You right. got to make it quick. Okay, you can buy anything you want if you're a, if you have some criminal intent in mind. You can buy anything you want. If you're not a criminal, 
you can go to a, a store and you can buy a gun and pass a back, background check, and that's what they're there for. And if you do something nefarious and you kill people, then you're going to get a death penalty or you're going to be in prison for life or in some liberal states, you'll just walk scot-free. So I don't know. So, so you, can, you can buy a gun or you can get a gun illegitimately. So if you want to illegitimately get a gun, if you just get out of prison, you can't go to a store. You can't do anything legitimately, but you can you, if you just get out of jail, you can get a gun. You can go to the hood or the or the local gangster, you know, up in up in uh, Philly or New York or wherever. And you can find a gun. It's not hard to get a gun. Okay. If, and if you want to have bad intent, you can use it. So the gun's not the problem. It's the people that's the problem. And I'm, you're never going to find me shooting anybody unless you're shooting at me first. OK, Aguna. Yeah, I mean, it's always this gaslighting stuff going on. I, I, I do think that people should be able to uh, obtain weapons um, if they're good citizens. But, I mean, what's interesting about what's happening with these shootings, where are the good guys with guns that are trying to prevent these things? I hear the police are always coming in and engaging, but I'm not hearing, you know, if we flood the citizenry with weapons – I don't hear a lot about good guys with guns stopping these things from happening. So you kind of have to think about, you know, the more and more opportunities, the more and more guns you put out there probably is going to be more opportunities for a good guy with a gun to become a bad guy with a gun. And I agree with Steven. I mean, most criminals, they, they obtain weapons illegally anyway. So you're not, it's not necessarily about prevention as much as it is about, you know, incarceration if you do are found with the gun and happen to kill someone and you know so a lot of this we just can't prevent it but i will say this there should be things put in place that you can track guns and there's certain guns i mean certain guns you shouldn't be able to obtain i mean that's just common sense you know so there are some things middle ground that we can talk about that don't just have to be one extreme or the other but somehow some way when you start talking about them it all about be, becomes the extreme in which you know somebody's trying to take our guns and and prevent us from having our god-given right um second amendment and going away and that's what the politicians do that's what they indoctrinate you to do because at the end of the day it's about the nra and selling weapons that's all and it's about, about money it's not about your protection or anything like that so let's not pretend as mm -hmm. if that's the case can i follow up on that um what aguna was saying uh, for example for a person to have um 40 50 60 guns that should be on record that this person has this many weapons and they their weapon of choice is the ar-15s and those kinds of weapons so they should uh it should be noted that these people have i'm not saying one or two guns, that's fine. But when a person is buying 10, 15, 20 guns, now that person should be looked at carefully. Todd, you probably have a hundred pair of shoes. Should we look at you carefully? No, ma'am. No, what is the difference if somebody collects guns or shoes or things they put on their head that makes them because, look like something that people can make fun of? Because my shoes cannot Stay. kill you readily. They stink. They could kill me by the smell, I, I imagine. You imagine. Okay. Thank you. You We're walked into that one, Ty. Walk you walked into that one, Ty. Well, that just tells me he has a excuse, foot fetish. Excuse me. <laughs> what I must say about the gun violence is this. When someone loses their lives, they have a family. Yeah. People are forgetting. You're killing people, but you're affecting a, a hundred more people with that one action the horrible action mm -hmm. they have parents they have 
siblings, they have children, they have spouses, they do or they don't, they have friends that are affected for the rest of their lives for that one action that that person did. That is what counts. You well, according realize, to Stephen, we all got to die. Excuse no, me. Not according to me, according to science. We all excuse got to me. die. Excuse I don't want to be the me. one to tell you that there ain't no Santa Claus, but we all die. Excuse me. Some parents don't sleep at night for years. Years. Some spouses. Some siblings don't sleep at night for years after they've lost a loved one to gun violence. Do you even realize what you're, how you're affecting others? Dude. This is, you know, it's not so simple. It's not so easy. It's not just you do and that's it and it's gone. It affects other people and it has to stop. And we have to stop talking about it like it's a video game uh-huh. and start dealing with real solutions because this is hurting a lot of people so let's move on to the debt i haven't heard one solution what is one solution stacy do you have one yes yes okay okay Um, tell me stacy stop allowing civilians to have weapons of war we can start there There's no war that we can have. I don't have a. I don't have a submarine. I don't have a battleship. I don't have nuclear weapons. I don't have a. After that, we can move on. Why don't you stop? He was going to poke holes in whatever you said. He was going to poke holes. So you should have known. You should have known that was coming. You can't We as civilians don't have weapons of war, Todd. We're not going to win any war with the weapons we have, Todd. We're not going to win any war with the weapons we have. So we don't have weapons of war. We don't have nuclear weapons. We don't have battleships. We don't have submarines. Listen, Trump supporter, you're repeating yourself. Okay, I'm going to move on to the debt limit drama. From Todd and Stephen drama to the debt limit drama. Ask the question. We don't have we don't have submarines, Todd. We don't have submarines, Todd. (laughs) So debt limit drama, Aguna, you're our financial guru. Do you want to talk to the swamp that President Biden stepped into just recently concerning debt limit drama? Yeah, this whole weaponizing of the debt ceiling. So let's say Todd and I have a credit card, right? And we go out and buy Eagle season tickets on this credit card. Yay, look, I love we it. Look, 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 using terms that I love. You're using it so everyone can understand because everybody has a credit card. Go right. Ahead, I love that. Right. So we got, we so, I didn't buy season tickets. I went shopping. All right, so now time went shopping. I bought season tickets. Now the credit card bill comes due. Now all of a sudden, I want to say, look, Todd, um, you went shopping and bought that B-Boy outfit for Uh $1,500. Not only is it ugly, but I refuse (laughs) to pay this credit card bill until you stop buying that crap. Right. right? And I've already worn it. 
and you've already worn it, you already had it, you already, mm-hmm. you know, you went out to the club in it, you yeah. know, you've already used it. Yeah. It's money already spent. Right. But I'm going to say I'm not going to pay this credit card bill because I don't like what you spent that money on. Right. And, you know, not only am I not going to pay the credit card bill, but I'm willing to risk your credit rating and my credit rating, right. you know, because it's going to hurt both of us. Yeah. <laughs> we got, I yeah. mean, the bill is due, right? It's going to yeah. hurt both of us, but it's for some reason... I'm going to use the time a couple weeks before the bill is due to have this conversation about your spending mm-hmm. versus paying the damn bill. And then once you spend, once you pay the bill, you know, yeah. or ask for additional yeah, credit, bill. not even paying the bill, it's asking for additional credit rate. That This is where it gets tricky because we're asking to raise our credit limit, not, ne- not necessarily paying the bill, but raising the credit limit. And so when we do that, we continue to spend and spend and spend, right? Now, the time to have this conversation is at the time that we're about to spend when Todd is at Nordstrom Rack or wherever he goes right. to buy these outfits. Right. And I'm uh-huh. like, you know, stop buying that. Because if you buy that, I can't buy this. That's the time to have that conversation. Right. Not right at the time. Walmart. Not right at the time. Walmart. We know we're going to have to pay anyway. We're going to have to pay this. Now, if we don't pay it, we just have a bad credit rating, and then we won't be able to raise it anyway because we won't be able to afford anything. So what the Republicans are doing, what Joe Biden has stepped into, is if they're negotiating based on that credit limit rate, raising that credit limit, versus negotiating at the time when you have the budget. That's the time. But because of this brinksmanship attitude, they're using this coming due, it's in a recession, because they hope that people like Keith and Stephen are just going to jo- blame Joe Biden anyway, because they're like, you know, it's his, he's not negotiating. You know, but remember when Trump did it four times, they never went to this brinksmanship attitude because it was like, look, we're all going to get, we're all going to have to deal with, you know, raising the debt ceiling, or and we're all going to, it's not worth defaulting on our loan just to raise the debt limit. And Trump raised it higher than any other president in history. Don't leave that out. So let me bring in um, Keith and then Nas. Uh, President Trump, Keith, said, go ahead, let America default. Why would he say that? And what does that mean for America, Keith? Well, because uh, if you don't, it's going to continue. Simple as that. We're going to continue with the debt as usual, and go through this over and over again. So now, you know, Trump so, is the so, one that ran so up the So why now? Why uh, now? What's different now that you're now all of a sudden you have a come to Jesus moment. And it's, if we don't do it now in this moment, right now, two weeks before it's due, you uh, know, we're going to continue to do it. Oh, this is built up since the time. It's uh, not just Biden. We ran up this debt back when the uh, founders were, uh, under Trump and under all these other presidents. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish up, Keith. They're printing money, printing money like crazy. Money is being printed, 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 printed. All right, pretty soon we'll have more money in circulation than there is value for that money. So we've already, I mean, we have well abandoned the gold standard. So we have no real value. That's why our dollars, that's why they've changed I think they're going more to the uh, yen, to the Chinese dollar, than they are the American dollar. We're so losing. What should we do? So what to do what we should do is stop spending all this extraneous money. Like for example, I'll tell you where too, so that I don't get accused of not having a solution. 
stop the border, close the border, build the wall, stop uh, bringing in people and paying for them. We're paying for their room and board and for their ho housing. We're paying for food, for their food. We're paying for Ukrainian war that we shouldn't be paying for. All right, so let's- So congratulations, you just saved one point, a fraction of a percent. You, uh, you just saved one point- Spending it on my family. Actually spending money on. Family. Congratulations, you saved like five pennies. Five okay, well, cents. Thank you, Keith. Out of a dollar. That thank kind you, of man, Keith. The Bible says is a, that kind of man in, in the Bible is a uh, the man who would spend money on the person outside the family instead of his own family, taking care of his own family. That man is an imbecile. That man is uh, not. No, it's an imbecile. It's an imbecile to an think infidel. that the border or the Ukraine spending is any of a fraction of this percent of the what overall U.S. spending. You're not talking about defense spending. You're not talking about the big entitlement programs. Those are where the buckets of money are coming from. And you're not bringing up the tax cuts when you talk about revenue generation. So at the end of the day, this is not the time to have that debate. You rather plunge the economy into some type of spiral that's going to impact you and all of us versus having this debate around the time that you okay. put the budget together. How about putting a budget together and have okay, this debate, not Thank raising you. the credit limit? Excuse me. Let me let me bring in Stephen and then Nas and then uh, Todd. Agoon kind of got in. Family. But you can add in a little bit later. Uh, Stephen? Of course. President Trump said let America default. Do you agree yeah. with that? 100%. The Democrats want to sp spin us into oblivion. For some reason, they don't want this country to survive. They don't want us to be a sovereign country. They don't want us to have any power. They want us to They want to spin us into oblivion, and that's what they're doing. They won't come to the table and do anything. They won't decide to, to try to, to uh, negotiate one iota. So if they're not going to do that at all, everybody knows what's going on. It's not the negotiate. That's ridiculous. You just anything. They just want to spend, spend. They want to spend, spend, spend. They want to let people through the border. Everything they're doing in this country right now is to destroy our country. They're not Democrats and Republicans. These people that are running our country are globalists, and they're not on America's side. Aguna, Todd, Stacy. They're okay. not on your side. Okay. The Democrat okay. Party right now about, is with the globalist, and the number one globalist okay. is China. They're uh, on China's side because okay, Joe Biden better. is indebted to China, and oh. China's indebted to Joe Dude, Biden. Man, you're wearing a T-shirt from China. And, and, you're wearing and, and a T-shirt from China. What are Hillary you talking about? Clinton, Hillary Clinton was with Russia, <laughs> not Trump. Okay. It's okay. always been the Democrats. You're just saying stuff. Right. At this point, you're just saying stuff but to say. No. Let's okay, move thank on. You. Thank okay. you. I'm saying everything that's you. true. Abraham Lincoln. Nas. Abraham Lincoln wanted. Nas. Abraham Lincoln wanted. Before Abraham Lincoln. you go to Nas, I just wanted to rebut him one second. Free the slave. Can you hear me? Free. Yes. Uh, he wanted man. to free him. But uh, Stephen. Take a chill pill. He's saying. Um, we tired of default you talking. We're tired, we tired, tired of the bullshit. Okay. That Steven! Oh, I'm, I thought I was still on mute. No. 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 What are you drinking, Steven? This is what The opioid. 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 The
I'm drinking okay, Mountain Valley water. Let Nas, let Nas talk, no, okay? Nas, all right, all right I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mute myself. Oh, Y'all take care. No. Please do. Thank you. Um, yeah. Stephen was saying, okay. wait, Nas, before you do, I just wanted to say what Stephen was talking about was uh, letting us go over the edge. And he's not being realistic because his father would be impacted. Uh, his father is a senior citizen on Social Security, I'm sure. And he was in the military. Those are the people that's going to be affected. Their checks will be late. What do you think about this? No, I'm not asking you a question. I'm just uh, uh, saying to you that your father will be impacted. Poor people, uh, senior citizens. So doesn't that concern you at all? That's not a question for you. Okay, Nas. Yeah, yeah. So first things, uh, someone said something about uh, people are buying the yen from China. Uh, the yen is the Japanese currency, sir. Just to correct that. <laughs> 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 no, stop uh, that. So when we seen this happen in 2010, we realized like, okay, this is a problem. This is not something that should happen in a you know, first world so-called nation. So in an era where we've got competition from the BRICS nation and, of course, the emerging Chinese and Indian markets, the idea that you would take your own currency and hurt your own economy and actually extend uh, the period of inflation that we have to deal with in a political gamesmanship thing to play to the cheap seats is ridiculous like this this kind of shows the irresponsibility of the republican party like this is a really dangerous terrible thing that has no upside for anyone and to everybody who keeps saying well you know how are we ever going to pay off the debt well the debt is not debt in the form that you think of it we're talking about a government not a household so your debt the whole reality of your debt is based on this if other nations look at you as a place of investment for the future, then your debt is an asset. That means they'll continue to buy government bills from you. They'll continue to do deals with you because they see you as a sovereign state that will still exist in 100 years. The moment you start doing things like this where people have uncertainty about you, that's when people stop investing in you. That's when people start getting rid of their, uh, you know, their uh their, their money they've invested in you and putting it somewhere else that's what happened in europe where you, where you get the pigs nations portugal uh you know spain that's what happened to them those nations weren't looked at as credible nations going forward so people disinvested they pulled their money out and that caused the collapse economically in those nations that's what you guys are calling for when you're saying this stuff and uh, like i sent this to uh stacy last week this guy mark blight econ professor at brown he's been covering this for years he's really good on it he was good on it the first time he's good on it now and one thing he talks about is people seem to think like tomorrow we could just write a check and pay off the U.S. debt, and then that would solve our problems. Like, no, you'd actually crush the savings accounts of the majority of wealthy people in this country and ruin your economy is what you would actually do. So stop thinking about this debt the same way you think about your own household debt. A sovereign nation has the ability to print currency and the idea of a taxable future that will sustain itself and therefore make them a place for good investment. So th that's why this thing is, is, is so nefarious, because it's like, damn, they're taking advantage of people and they're playing into people's fears. And 
you know, this is just stuff we don't talk about that much. Once you start talking about really big numbers, people get intimidated. And this is not something that's, you know, widely studied, you know, amongst regular folks. So, yeah, this this is a disaster. Joe Biden, I think, is handling this terribly. The idea that you would even try to uh, negotiate or something like this and meet somebody in the middle when all you're going to end up doing is hurting your own citizens. And, Stephen, you go like this. <clears throat> The best commentary I've seen from this in the past two days was from Stacy. Should I say it or should I lie? Tell the nah, truth. The best commentary I've seen on this in the past few days from a politician in America was Donald Trump. He said, these people are crazy. This is the United States government. First of all, you'll never have to default because you print the money. I hate to tell you, okay? That's a direct quote from Donald Trump. Now, y'all know. I'm not a fan of his, not a, not a friend of his or anything, but when someone's right, they're right. And what he's saying is actually what our problem-solving uh, you know, process is or something like this. So think about when everything was going down in Greece and all those nations were in trouble and they were all under the euro. What happened? They couldn't print currency to make up for the lost money, and that's why their economies tanked. While we, what did we do? with his stimulus projects to push money into the economy until the business class got back on their feet and then everything started to what? Taper off and come get back to normalcy. And that's what you'll see here if we come up with a good agreement. But this idea that Biden is negotiating with him sounds terrible. And if Trump is, is smart, he plays the hell out of this because he's the one with the right position. And if he can really get his viewers or his, his constituents to understand that this thing about printing money being a bad thing, no, printing money means you're a sovereign nation with the ability for other nations to see as a wise investment. Printing money is not a bad, it's not a bad thing. And the gold standard, that died 100 years ago because you can't have a gold standard based on a fixed product. Because guess what? People lie. So if you have a gold standard and Russia tells you they got 50 tons of gold and you don't believe them, what happens? Yeah, so go read John Maynard Keynes, and you can read the, the period where the gold standard exploded and why everybody got rid of it, and now nations are based on their credibility and ability to pay in the future. I'll stop this. And they sh and they wanted to have people backing their own money with oil or whatever they have. Um, this is why, what's his name, was killed. Um, right, what was it? Think about yeah. it. If you put it to, to anything that's an actual thing, like something you then that means the amount of that thing that's available in the world would limit how much you could do business-wise. The business class would burn D.C. on fire if they started talking about gold standard or something like that, because that would ultimately mean their profits would be capped. There, there would be so only so much that they could actually do business-wise because the amount of money would be tied to a fixed physical thing. That's right. why we and, 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 the, and the idea that you would even play chicken with, you know, the fact that the dollar right now is the default currency for the world, right? The U.S. dollar is, then that's because of the credibility of the United States and its ability in our economy, right? So to play chicken with that, you know, in the sense of you're gonna you're gonna try to speed up a new world order because if they don't have faith in the dollar, where they're gonna go? You're forcing Stephen's worst nightmares of China and all these other things that he keeps on demagoguing. You know, it will come true based on his own fear because you got Keith over here saying let's default. 
Let's let's lay. Let's go into debt. Let's spiral the economy just to prove an ideological point that would impact him directly and his descendants. Right. Yeah. He's willing to blow it all up just so he can take it to the libs or, you know, or to try to go against somebody versus just using common sense. At the end of the day, it's about money. We all want to make money. That should be a unifying factor, right? No, you and on the debt is not making money. It's impacting our wallets. Shut you up, Stephen. If you don't want to make money, then there's something wrong with you, all right? You if you like making money, you don't want to default on this debt. You don't want the U.S. to default on this debt. Yeah, no, just keep spending. We lost our credit status under Obama. Not Donald Trump. Steven, shut up, man. That's a lie. You don't even know what you're talking about. Really? I don't know. <laughs> you're, just, that's a lie. you're just saying stuff to say it. We let our status <laughs> it went down because of Obama, not because of our Trump. Our debt went down because... What is that even... You know what? I'm not even going to entertain it. I'm not even going to give you the benefit of entertaining that nonsense, all right? I'm going to let you just... I'm going to just let you sound crazy. <laughs> it happened under Obama, so you're still blaming Obama. <laughs> I'm not blaming on, Obama. Man. I'm saying that's what happened under Obama. Yeah, because you have that good of a memory. Arguing. I did. Hey, this, is 2010, this is the first time this had ever come up that anybody would do this because the thinking was, why would anybody do that to their own country? This was a a, a, a play, a political play or ploy that nobody ever would have done because they know it affects their constituents and their own nation. So... This goes back to Mitch McConnell and John Boehner with the idea of they didn't want Obama to be reelected, so they were going to go to extreme measures, and that was the extreme measure. Now, that ended up hurting their own constituents, and they eventually got the deal done, but our uh, credit rating was lowered by Standard & Poor's uh, during that period, from AAA to A-. Now, you paid for that at the gas pump and at the grocery store. Now, why would you want to do that again, especially in this period of instability? And, and again, just to get back on the last thing, because I, I really want to hammer this home to y'all. Um, when, when Greece was talking tough and thinking about coming up with their own currency and breaking away from the euro, uh, the minister had to tell the president, like, look, man, if you try to do that, you're actually going to hurt us worse. And he said, why? We, we, we need our own currency. Well, people don't believe in our currency. And if we put our currency out, that week, our own citizens would be sending out for euros and opening up bank accounts in other nations and avoiding our currency, which would be crushed by the euro. That's the scenario you guys are making. Because this is one part about China that we have an advantage on. China does not, China is not open about their markets. You can't invest in China in ways without the government intervening, and you're not allowed to see their books. That's right apprehensive about investing with them now if you make it to where we're on equal footing then china probably would open up a little bit and now you've given them advantage like you see how this plays out like there's no way you can really justify this and say the republicans are right but i would add joe biden is equally wrong for even entertaining this and talking about uh well you know maybe we'll look at uh uh, uh, what did he say? Well, mostly, you know, child care subsidies and things like the small subsidies that don't mean anything. As Aguna told y'all, y'all know where most of the money is. So, yeah, man, this, this is a lot of nonsense and political gangster. Let's talk about the border. <laughs> Let's talk about the border. Money we spend on the border. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. So, uh, thank you. Do I Nas, trigger you? I, I want to move on. Thank you very much. I want to move have on. These people to... uh, with this border thing. And this is why the Republicans love chaos at the border. They love it. They live on it. 
They use it to make useful idiots. Yes. This is how they get Keith to vote for them. This is how they get Stephen to vote for them. They need to take it to the fight. take it to the fight. They need to do something for us to vote for them. Yes. And okay, because we would have voted for for Joe Biden otherwise, they, right, Todd? This is what they used to is that do. Seven or is they seven? used to say, seven. nigger, 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 niggers. And they vote, oh, you vote, stop vote, talking vote, about vote. yourself in Islamic fashion. Now, saying, border, 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 Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. And so they know what these people so uh, speak. triggers them. So, <clears throat> yeah, so now you're going to vote for them because border, uh-oh, the border. Those they're invading us. See the, all these words they teach you invading, and that's like the invader calling somebody an invader. It's amazing, and you don't feel dumb at all. Mm-mm. You don't think <clears throat> America did not look like you before you invaded it. Invader, get it? Okay, I'm going to move on. Thank you. Um, if you see my screen, excuse me, if you see my screen, we're going to move on to Santos. Uh, according to the Hill.com, the House votes to send Santos expulsion resolution to ethics committee written today at 539 p.m. by Michael Schnell. The House today punted the question of whether Representative George Santos, Republican from New York, should oh, be removed from Congress referring an expulsion resolution to the ethics committee and shielding Republican lawmakers from having to weigh in on the matter directly. The chamber voted 21 to to 204 to seven to send the resolutions to the ethics panel, a largely redundant move since the committee has been investigating Santos since March amid mounting questions about his background and finances. The panel is looking into whether he engaged in unlawful activity during his 2022 campaign and failed to properly disclose information to the House, among other areas of inquiry. Should he be expelled, Stephen, or should his constituents expel him? Expel him. I'm sorry. Um, I think if we could do, we could trade one for the other. Um, I can't. That's impossible. Do you want him expelled or not? No, listen, sir. I'm assuming. uh, What I would want is I'm saying he's not fit for office. Get the guy from Pennsylvania that's not fit for office as senator. Take both of them out. We can have a Democrat out. We can have a Republican out. Because we all know that neither one of these. Neither one of these should be in office. Neither one of these people should be in office. So take the cat from Pennsylvania, take this cat from wherever, and get rid of him. That's all we have to do. And you know what? We all agree on this. Why don't we do things that we can all agree on instead of fighting all the time? Because fighting all the time lets the man win. Todd, you let the man win every day because you want to keep fighting with me. I'm not the man. You want to fight me and not the man because you're being cowardly. Okay. Okay, Aguna. Uh, one person is uh, indicted. Man, this is this. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. This is great. 
Uh, look, the guy needs to go. Bottom line of it, it's not this tit for tat kind of stuff. This is oh, America. Yeah. This is not a sporting event. Hey, I gotta take you. Gotta take one. I gotta take one. All yeah, this other you stuff. You sound like Jill team. Biden, who wanted on, Iowa man. to come to the you White agree, House. You agree? You, you, you want the loser? Too, hey, I, you gotta have. You gotta get hurt if I get hurt. Kind of thing. Stop no, it. Stop this loyal behavior. At the end of the day, the guy got to go. He he lied to his constituents. He had all kind of fraud stuff. This is not what the Congress should be about. All right. If it's found guilty of whatever ethics violation, we should uphold that. Not let's not okay. sit here and try to make up pretend um, people swaps. Let's swap a a person okay. in the house for two years for a six year senator. A six year senator. Six year senator. You sound crazy, man. Six year senator for a house representative. He can't talk. Does he stay or leave? What are you talking about, man? He got elected. Well, should he stay or leave? Should his his constituents who voted him in vote him out, or should the congressional body do that? Well, I'll just say what Jesus would probably say. Uh, take the telephone pole out of their own eye. In other words, if uh, Biden goes, if they had he, telephones in Jesus Day. Yep. If he Something goes, like that. He didn't mean telephone pole. Yeah. He didn't mean that. He wasn't. He didn't mean no, that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. man. He just spitting. Let him spit. Let him spit and get out of the way. Yeah, you won't I, get didn't, wet. I didn't. I didn't know Jesus spit, had an iPad. Get out of the way. You won't get wet. Yeah, Jesus had an iPad. Keep spitting, Keith. Hey. Take the telephone pole. Let Joe Biden go and then Santos go. Let them both be impeached. How's that? Okay. okay thank you. Let me you tried. You, you, you tried. You tried to recover. What's that? Yes. Comment on it? Yeah. yes, he did. Nas, who goes? Does does the do the constituents of New York? Who voted Santos in? Vote him out, or does the House body put him out? Uh, no, I think the a governing body should put him out because this level of corruption and lying is like this is next level stuff. This is like some mentoring candidate stuff to where this dude faked the whole life and basically ran on that <laughs> those people. But ultimately, uh, <laughs> he's so partisan. You're not going to see the Republicans throw them out. So the Dems, in my mind, you have the bully pulpit. It's your job to rally those people to know what this guy is guilty of and get him thrown out. So to me, uh, this is the Dems' job because the Republicans ain't giving away. They're not giving a seat away, okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, abortion. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't come to me, which is so typical. Oh, I skipped you. I'm sorry. Go oh, that's ahead. Okay. That's all right, Trump support. I'm used to it. Now, this is the thing here. He should go, and Stephen and Keith know he should go, but they, they might get kicked out of the Trump club if they say that. But it's because of Trump that he thought he could get away with this. Just like Giuliani. <laughs> Speaking of Giuliani... <laughs> He um, is indicted as well because, and he's being sued by one of his ex-lovers uh, who was working for him. And uh, she had access to his computer. <laughs> and so they have, uh, and this is a phone, taped phone conversation, him talking about, hey, listen, if you know anybody who would like a pardon, 
Uh, we're selling them for $2 million. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so funny. He well, gets $1 million, Trump gets the other million. Yes. Yeah, I've got to split it, see? And so what do you think about that? This is what your government has dissolved into. So what do you think about that? Well, so what? He's God a great bless America. Again. Capitalism. Right. Capitalism is fine. fine. There you go. So thank you, Cousin Todd. Um, I must say that Keith told me a while ago, Keith's wife listens and watches the show. And mm -hmm. she said, how come Todd always makes these sexual innuendos on the show? What are you so talking Todd, about? I didn't make any. I don't know what she's talking you about. You say like somebody's I'm lover. I'm not going to acknowledge that. You say somebody's that lover, I don't somebody's know what she's boyfriend, about. somebody's making Stop love. Stop trying to. Listen, listen. I'm not going to engage in that nonsense. Oh, you're not going to engage. Well, people I'm not know. going to engage. So move on to the next topic. We're running out of time. It's because he's over-sexualized. Over you can tell by the way he dresses. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, now this, his boyfriend is taking up for him? How he typical. He just said boyfriend and all that. Oh, oh, oh. He just did it again. He's over-sexualized. <laughs> it's okay, Todd. I'm not, the one, I'm not the one that's going to judge you, Todd. I'm not the one that's judging. He's a boy and he's a friend. What difference does it make? It don't make a difference. Friends, lovers. Friends. How many of us have them? <laughs> That's a friend. Oh, look, look, ahead, look at the two lovebirds. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the two guys. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, share my screen. I'm going to sing a song before we move on. Um, Keith and Steven sitting in the tree. <laughs> See, Stacey, that's what my wife's talking about, you know. That was a joke because you said that was a joke. It's okay, Todd. I'm making okay, a joke. we're going on to abortion. Every um, joke has to have screen, a morsel of truth. If you look at the screen, <laughs> North Carolina, thehill.com, excuse me, excuse me. Stephen, that was a joke. Thehill.com. The GOP faces critical tests on abortion in North Carolina, written by Joseph Choi on uh, May 15th at 6.22 p.m. North, uh, a few days ago, North Carolina lawmakers faced a key test of loyalty as they prepared to override the governor's veto of a bill that shortens the period in which a pregnancy can be terminated. It's a vote that could cost both sides of the aisle. Roy Cooper, North Carolina's Democratic governor, vetoed a 12-week abortion ban over the weekend, setting up the GOP for a razor-thin override vote that will require total unity. It says this bill would create dangerous interference with the doctor-patient relationship, leading to harm for pregnant women and their families. Um, let's start with Keith. What does this North Carolina fight say about where the country stands with abortion after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade? Well, you know, it's hard to answer because uh, they don't, they don't re really reflect, uh, first of all, our founding principles, and they don't reflect the people, the majority of the people. I still think the majority of people uh, would prefer uh, life to save lives. And that's the life of the unborn. 
nobody speaks for the unborn. So I'm going to speak for the unborn. Uh, the unborn have to have a chance at life as well. And uh, that's, what it, that's what it means to pursue in the pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is uh, mentioned in our Declaration of Independence that is given by God, and we ought to uh, protect that life. So I don't know why anybody, nobody ever talks for the uh, unborn. Nobody ever tries to uh, protect the natural rights of the unborn. So that's okay, what I, I'm taking. I'm taking that side. Yeah, man, so at the end of the day, for some reason, people who are like have no vested interest in the matter want to impede on people's privacy. This is a privacy issue. It's between the family, the doctor, and their guy. All right, government should stay out of it. I think we can talk a lot about protecting the rights of the unborn, but then you want to cut funding for schools and everything else when they get here. You don't want to take. You don't want to talk about the born, right? So we sit here on our high horse, always pontificating about things, but there are no solutions around it. At the end of the day, having an abortion is a very private matter. The, I think Keith is right. Most most Americans, nobody is pro-abortion. Meaning, like, we don't like abortions. Abortions happen because people have a private decision they have to make. And for the government to come in and try to determine what makes life and what doesn't make life in a sense of a woman's private body when they're, because again, this goes back to what, when is life really, is it at conception? Are we fighting for the life of every sperm or egg in humanity? I mean, what do we, where do you draw the line? At the end of the day, this is something that the government should stay out of. You know, we should, we should allow doctors to talk, to cancel council of families and at the end of the day there are also very exceptions to this i mean in cases of stillborn in in which you have to have abortions in which you have to remove the fetus from the body um you know there are things that these laws are not allowing women to save their lives you know and i know keith mentioned at one point when we talked about a scenario in which you know you had to either have the baby or the mother and keith said it was up to the doctor so they, he took the family completely out of it. He said the doctor should determine based on the percentage of who would likely be saved. You know, and that's not something that the government or anybody else should be involved with. That's a that's a tough conversation to have. That's a tough decision to make. And for us to sit here, especially as a man sitting here and saying, hey, you know what? Women shouldn't have, you know, access to certain health care procedures because of whatever. Again, I don't think that's the position we want to be in. Okay, now, we can counsel as much as we want, but okay. we should allow people to make their own private decisions. Okay, if you look at this article I'm sharing, what actually happened in North Carolina after that? It says, uh, according to Politico.com, the article, let's see who it was written by, Megan Meserly on May 16th at 9.16 p.m. It says that North Carolina lawmakers override the governor's veto and ban abortion after first trimester. Most abortions will be restrict restricted in North Carolina to the first 12 weeks of pregnancy starting on July 1st. Um, I'm going to move on because uh, we're out of time. Just that quick. I can't believe it. Stacey, can I say a little something about this for 20 seconds? Got, yes, go ahead. I mean, I'm a, I'm a square. I admit it. I'm a square in this at my age of my life. But marriage is, is something that determines that almost guarantees that you will not have an abortion. If two people are married, they're going to have kids. They're going to have kids through their marriage. 
And the, the last resort, if, if something happens to somebody, like they got raped or something, the last resort should be an abortion. It should be an anomaly. It shouldn't be millions a year that we have aborted babies. It should be an anomaly because people get married. They have babies. They come together. They, they're with God. Okay. They, Oops, sorry. If people followed that, we wouldn't have an abortion crisis okay, you're 20 where seconds millions of babies have died since the 70s. Okay, thank you. I, I know married people that get abortions. It's called I know, family that planning. Make any sense. How can you have a baby and then have an abortion? That's no, no, they, because it, because of health issues and things like that. There, there, there are never, cases it's where so rare that where that health issue be, for the mother. I mean, it's not, issue, like it's not as rare as you think. Syndrome. It's not as rare as you think. And again, maybe they want to avoid. It shouldn't be up to the government to determine these things. That's what the whole saying, point. It's overreach the government. I'm just saying, maybe overreach the government. That's my thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't want the government to decide. I just want people to do better. I want people yeah, to decide this isn't a good thing to do to your body. It's not good to have an abortion if you're a woman. It's not good for your body. Insane. And most okay, abortions are black. Most okay, abortions. Thank are, you. They're more blacks uh, that are abortions than any of them. And, so and that, that's precipitated by the white people. Yeah, white people again, love that. Again, you guys are avoiding the issues of private matter. You guys are. Um, Government let, let, let Nas let Nas make his point. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand this. Keith is, has he gotten anything right today? Because like I'm just amazed at how you always pick the wrong thing. It's like you're at the uh the Bob Barker show, the price is right. And every time <laughs> you pick the wrong curtain and don't get the showcase. How do because, you do that? Like how are you you're just on the other side? You're just yeah. on the other side. No, no, but Wait a minute. Making these decisions and also said out the same house that you agree with the bill. But why should I listen to you about anything? Okay, thank you. I'm going to move on. Monkey do. We're out of time. Same team. Our roundtable with the primary elections occurred yesterday, um, in Kentucky, Pennsylvania, um, where else? Where else? Kentucky, Pennsylvania. Um, Anybody know the other state? Florida. Uh, Florida. Mm -hmm. okay, so let me pull this article up so you can see it. CNN.com. Mm -mm. Takeaways from the Kentucky, oh, Kentucky Pennsylvania, and Florida elections. Guzzling vodka again. Pardon? He's guzzling vodka again. Okay, no, so it's, it's black rifle coffee. So this article by Eric Bradner, Gregory Krieg, and Frederica Schutten says that there are seven takeaways from Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Florida elections. Republicans have their candidate in Kentucky. Democrats have their majority in Pennsylvania. And the 2024 GOP presidential primary has another clash between former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the books. Okay. So, um, anyone have any comments uh, about yeah, the takeaways yeah, from yeah. the elections? Yeah, I think we're seeing what we saw in the midterm, where earlier we had somebody say that the abortion, uh, the idea of dealing with abortion is actually 
popular on the right when in all actuality when you look at the whole country what we found out during the midterm was not only were young people against them but a huge amount of independents were against them and in a lot of purple states they lost in the midterm because of the abortion issue being brought forward to the supreme court so how do i why am i saying that to, to explain this same thing when you look at these states and you look at how young people are voting and the amount of, of i guess you could say get out the vote kind of energy they have uh, it's typically going to the Dems in this period. And, and the DeSantis thing in Florida is even more uh, drastic uh, because of his anti-immigration ideas and the things he's been saying about illegal people and not allowing them to work anymore. We've got job sites all over Florida, construction sites, different industries where those people have either been deported or now they're scared to go to work. And now those jobs aren't being done. And Florida has a, a huge glut of no workers for for a lot of construction and things that they need because they decided to attack their worker base with the idea of racism being behind. So there you go. These are the things you guys wish for. They always turn out terrible. All right. I also want to say that Yemi Mobilade will become Colorado Springs first black elected mayor. Let me show you that, uh, CNN.com, and that's him. Congratulations. Man, he looks happy. All right, we'll start with our roundtable, because um, we're out of time, so it's got to be quick, starting with Keith, Stephen, Nas, Aguna, and Cousin Todd. Keith. What is your roundtable question? You can say anything you want to say. Well, I just wanted to say to uh, Mr. Nas, this is why, well, you can't see it, but I'm holding up a copy of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. Also, the Federalist Papers tells us what the Constitution uh, meant. And also, the Bible tells us how the Declaration of Independence was penned. So it is very interesting to note that those philosophers back then, they all had an idea, and they formed a frame of government. And this is what I stand on, that for frame of government that reflects our declaration's natural law principle. That's why I always talk the way I do. I know you disagree with it. Thank God we're in America where I won't be persecuted for that, except from you, you and Todd. You well, I mean, what I mean is not from anybody but them. Okay. <laughs> People, okay. I'm I'm behind the so uh, this is uh, why I talk the way I do. I know you disagree with it. I know you, uh, let me finish, let me finish. I don't interrupt you. I just wanted to say, hey, you got your views, I got mine. So uh, God bless you. Thank That's you, Stephen. Oh, since it's anything we want to speak about, I want to speak about something serious. After the QAnon shaman was released from prison because of what Tucker Carlson showed on his show that he got from one one of the uh, uh, the house yeah, members. Not true. Um, he served his sentence. What, That's why he left. What? He served his sentence. No, he did not serve his sentence. He had years. He had multiple years left. They let him go because they had nothing on him. It was obvious that what they charged him for and sentenced him with was not what he did. When he did not walk in, it was not sedition. It was not trying insurrection. What they what they. No, he had years. Stacy, I'm not I guess I can't talk because they won't listen to me. He got years. Well, there's still people in jail after nine hundred days 
they're still in jail. They don't even have a court case coming up because they're being unfairly punished because of politics, because they're political. God bless America. Because yeah, God bless America. I know you don't. I know you don't understand, Aguna, but I hope because you know that this happens in our country. This happens to people in the country, Aguna. When it happens to you, you're crying like a little bitch. Don't, don't, don't cry to me because uh, I don't want to hear it. Because I don't want to hear it. There's people right now that are being unfairly, unconstitutionally treated. They're being unconstitutionally treated, Aguna. This is, um, this is our country. We all should care. If there's no justice, we are all Americans, all in this together. But because you're a white Donald Trump supporter, you don't give a crap about him. And that's that's that what makes America. that makes you weak. That's yeah. what makes you a bad okay, citizen. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Because anything, anytime anybody in this country truth. suffers, I'm sorry I intimidate you. I'm sorry I intimidate you. I don't care who they support I'm or what color I they are. I intimidate you, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> don't let my confidence Nos. erode you. Nos. You don't have any confidence. Nos. You're, Nos. A you're a shell of who you should be. You're a shell. Stop me. Why do you keep calling Nas? How can Nas get in between that? You're a shell of a human being. We don't care about your emotions. Come on here. Never study. Don't stop crying, Stephen. You're a shell. You're a shell. Go ahead, Nas. This man got on here and told us he was released because after Tucker put out the video, they had to let him go. Dude, the legal world doesn't work like that. Grow up, you seven-year-old. <laughs> okay, you finished oh last. Did you have a another point? Oh, oh, another point for Keith. Keith, just because you can hide behind the Constitution does not mean your arguments are well formed or make sense. Stop being a coward. Stand on what you believe and what you want to say, and stop throwing stuff out there. And then, do, well, Constitution, Constitution, Constitution. No, make your point. And if it's accurate, people will believe you. But if you come on here with your old yesterday's Facebook raggedy misinformation and we expose it, that's a you problem. Read more. Thank you. Aguna. Yeah, I just want our viewers to just to take note. I mean, you see how you you hear the rhetoric on this show. You see who keeps their composure and who goes into these diatribes of just <laughs> just nonsensical banter. Now, it, in America, you, it's good to have educated debate. It's good to engage each other, listen to each other, have opposing viewpoints. That's what's great about this country. What's not great is when you have to scapegoat and blame others for your problems and your fear of being left behind. And like I said early on in the show, if you're scared, get a dog. Don't come on here talking as if you're being invaded or you're being impeded on because your insecurities just come out even more. I see, see what I'm saying? Listeners, look up, let's see how Jesus that was, works. See how that works. So at the end of the day, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, right? There's fentanyl drugs in this country is serious. All right. So definitely pay attention to mental health. Read. Don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. Read. Get a get some education. And then don't be like Keith and Steven and come and bring a slingshot to a gunfight. We they get owned on this show for a reason. And it's because they don't read and they're ideologically inept. All right. So don't be like we that. Win all every right? time. Just be Thank make you. sure this that you time. have an education. You're <laughs> a liar. You you tell the truth. See? See? <laughs> this is a giant shot. 
a slingshot okay. killed a giant. Woo! You're damn right. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Una, thank you, the giant, but he's thank, a little thank man. Thank you for he's qualifying what I just said. You're he's qualifying exactly man. what I just said. You're qualifying Todd, it. We're out of time, cousin Todd. Okay, I'm only going to be really quick. Um, what Nas was saying was how the justice system works. When Stephen, when you say uh, Tucker Carlson showed that clip, and you know what they said? Wait a minute! And the judge rushed over to the jailhouse and took the key and opened those gates and told him, "You get out of here." They had to like that. They had to because they knew they had an innocent man behind bars. Once you find the, out the truth, the once you find web. out the truth, straight off the dark you will understand. Press. Until straight then, that you will stay press. ignorant, Todd. <laughs> Everybody that's laughing, stay <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> stay <laughs> ignorant, my friends. Lewis and Clark, that's how useful you are. You're just ignorant. You're the one looking like Lewis and Clark. Yeah, you know what? Go explore somewhere. Go explore the rock west. It's no more silly than the garbage Indian tribes on his head. Thank you. Tell us what Indian tribes are in the. I want to share. We had some comments from some viewers while we were actually doing the show. I'm going to show it. Um, Paper Doll said defense spending is the biggest U.S. expense. The U.S. can destroy the majority of countries aside from Russia, China, and India. Many times over, defense spending can be cut a bit, and that would save. And then, uh, Republicans have traditionally been in favor of high defense spending, and after taking away food programs from children and poor families. Thank you, Paper Doll, for listening, tuning in, and commenting. We appreciate this. Um, yeah, it's funny. They always find the little people to pick on. Uh, where you want to save 50 cents as opposed to saving a million dollars. Yeah, Keith saved about five cents, not 55 cents. That's pretty okay. good, Keith. Keep up the All good right, work. So our first responders in our communities, you make our lives livable. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our women and men in the U.S. military for all that you do in sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose on this show. We are forever indebted. On behalf of Aguna, that's that boss. <laughs> yes, Nigerian right, Stephen. I'm your coming. boss, Stephen. I'm your boss. Make sure you show up to work tomorrow. Uh -oh. The constitutional conservative. Stephen. Yeshua is my boss. The independent thinker. Joshua is my boss. Not a goon. Not. I love everybody. For Yisawa. joining us. And my cousin Todd. They let the shaman out. You gotta let the shaman out every now and then. I'd like to say to my sororors of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, to my cousin Kelly Hamilton, happy birthday, and especially to my cousin Jody Jojo Fisher Dunstan. Happy, happy, happy birthday. I'm not happy gonna be birthday. like her sister Toby and tell you how old she is. She's 39. She doesn't care. Hey, she's 39 and holding. I just want to say happy birthday to JoJo. Thank you. Happy we'll see birthday. you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Have a good day. <laughs>
So Stephen, you know, the law doesn't work like that. Just because um, uh, Tucker Carlson showed a video clip, <laughs> the judge can't rush over to the jail. I didn't say the judge did anything. I said immediately after that showed on on on, on Tucker's show, he yeah. was released from prison. He but had years. He wait, had years wait, left hard on his sentencing. Who? Let him out of the jail because if I, I don't know, but he had years taught, he had years left. Okay, let me just explain this to you, Stephen. So, all there of a sudden, wait, so wait. all of a sudden, after the show went off and he was he, the next day, he was let out of jail. It was not, it was not a it, that's a coincidence, right? Is that what you're saying, Stephen? No, is that what you're saying? There have been, Stephen, all right, no, laugh, 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 you pity yourself. I don't okay. care. Never mind. Never mind. He was in the process of getting released anyway, Stephen. No, he, he was not in the process of getting released. That's not yeah, the truth. Yeah, that is not the truth. You so cannot sentence a man years. like that for five years. or six, yeah. seven years for walking around and praying for the cops. Are y'all idiots? Are something wrong with y'all? You are desperate to be right. You are desperate to be right. You can't sentence people longer than you can somebody who shoots somebody. What are you talking about, man? He, broke he the did law. nothing wrong. This guy did nothing wrong. He was let in. Did he go he to the gift shop? The did he go to the gift shop and get a pass? I know that's did he go your to the gift shop and get a pass. I know that's your old joke. I don't care. That's the law. That's the law. What I'm saying is, is you know what's factual. And you're just being obstinate. Y'all are just being children. And that's fine. I mean, that's how y'all act. Don't get mad, man. Don't get mad. Y'all are in line with Antifa. Y'all are little bitty kids. There you go. I just want to cause by the gift shop. Now I'm Antifa. I'm Antifa because yeah, I Antifa. asked him what about the gift shop. Because you know you're <laughs> just playing. Antifa would go by the gift shop. So, you know, yeah, so Antifa would go by the gift shop. You have a plastic weapon that I'm looks like something from Star head. Wars, and then you what try to fight off you know about, man? What are you talking about, man? Do you, do you make this stuff up and go? Antifa. You can't really be like this. Okay. I can't. <laughs> you just go it's like ever flows like water. It just goes downhill. Yeah. I wanted to move past the uh um charges. He was convicted. Once he was convicted are, by people who are not good I, people. Shut he up. Was, no, what he was not convicted it? by Ty, you're wasting your time, Ty. I am. You're I am. Your time. These I people who have he's been done. in charge of this he's in, in that zone. He's, are he's horrible on the people. He's on that part of the spectrum where he's not. Yeah, I got he's totally no, you cannot what they did was an abomination to these people what and it's coming it? out and you're gonna find out. I mean, and the I'm going to laugh until I the people broke the law. They didn't force those people to go into the Capitol. They okay. let them in and they treated them with respect. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. Okay. They treated okay. each other oh, with respect. Yeah, good night. See, this is what the problem is, Stacey. There's yeah. too many stupid people 